0: Welcome to the Nerdy Reads podcast. Our mission is to explore new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to go where no man has gone before. And Carl Sagan once said that the universe is a pretty big place. And if it's just us, well, that seems like an awful waste of space. So today we are talking about space. In our very first bonus episode, we are going to be reviewing our very first Alani beverage, Cosmic Stardust. And we will be discussing the book, the Martian, from our very first repeat author as well. My name is Justin, and with me is my good friend, Robert, and fellow host. What's up, bro?
1: Justin, man, I am stoked to be here for the bonus episode of the Nerdy Reads podcast to talk all things space with you, boss. Oh, man, that's where we <laughs> at, uh,
0: <laughs> and Because this is a bonus episode, and we are going to be dropping another episode on Thursday. Well, we're going to try our best to keep this one short and sweet, fun episode, For your commute. Happy National Pickleball Day, which I know is a big deal to those in the Midwest. And it's also National Whataburger Day, which is kind of a big deal. This was my favorite fast food chain for a large majority of my life as a kid. I remember spending so many of my birthdays at the Whataburger. It's also International Cat Day for those of you who love felines and my personal favorite. And I encourage all of our listeners to participate in this holiday. It's National Sneak Some Zucchini into your neighbor's porch day.
1: I love that. (laughs) uh, I'm a little bit afraid to step onto my neighbor's property, but I may do this.
0: I mean, let me go find some zucchini and then my neighbors might be having some zucchini on their porches. You know, you never know. It's also the birthday of some of our good friends, Anthony Rizzo, first baseman, Dustin Hoffman, and you're, hey, I know you're a big fan of this guy, Creed's front man, Scott Staff. Happy birthday,
1: guys. Hey, happy birthday, uh, Creed Scott guy. I hope you're listening.
0: With Holmes white pearl.
1: That's all I know. Just let's jump in, dude. I got one Question for you, and it is space themed. Scared. What is your favorite space themed race from any form of media? This is a pretty good question. Great Oh, the Groot. I'm oh, Groot. Hey, dude, I like that. Solid, <laughs> a solid, uh, solid answer. <laughs> Mine is the uh, Saiyans from Dragon Ball Z.
0: That's also good. Man, I kind of wish I would have taken that, too. I didn't even think okay. about the Sands.
1: I, I actually expected you to be the Namex. I was waiting. The
0: Namex would be good, too. I mean, I like both of those. I like all three. I, I like my boy
1: growing up was a Piccolo believer. Everyone still, else like Piccolo's weak. You I'm, were still a a piccolo.
0: I'm still a Piccolo believer. Piccolo's my guy. If you were here and you saw my computer on the backside, there's a Piccolo sticker sitting there, bro. He represents nice. he represents on this on this MacBook Pro right here. Pick loves that guy. I love the Sands. I love the Nameks. And we want to encourage you to comment on this link what your favorite race from any media is. Would love to hear what some of those are. I'm sure we may get all sorts of answers. So comment below or hey, even send us an email. We'll read that that bad boy on here. But for now, we're getting ready to take a walk to the fridge to try the very first Alani beverage on the Nerdy Reads podcast. Give us just a moment.
1: Apparently some big transformation happened in One Piece, and I asked and I was like, was it as good as when Goku went Super Saiyan? And he said, Goku's is more iconic. Mm-hmm. So that just tells you, Dragon Ball Z is timeless. It's timeless, baby. It is.
0: Man, there are so many iconic, alien, spacey type things out there.
1: You can't forget Independence Day, bro. Welcome to Earth Punch.
0: <laughs> that movie was filled with hope <laughs> and terror yeah you
1: know? <laughs> yeah the aliens from men in black don't forget those dudes don't forget I mean, those, those
0: lads just watched the first one again the first time in maybe a decade but that movie still holds up i thought
1: so leading into our drink review we have alani cosmic stardust but i have a little debbie star crunch right here with me, especially name snack alani is known for its dietary supplements and energy drinks it was founded by katie hearn and hayden Uh, Schneider. In 2018, it quickly grew in the fitness and wellness community. Their product line offers pre-workout protein powders, fat burners, and all types of other fitness-focused products. I personally mess with their energy drinks. I have one just about every time I go to the gym on my way. I was introduced to the brand via my wife, Veronica. And today we have Cosmic Stardust in front of us. And this one is supposed to have like a great flavor. Contains, as all their products do, 200 whopping milligrams of caffeine. Having had a couple of Alani's, I never had this one, but having had a couple... Outside of this one, I can attest that these always get me like amped up and ready to go. So I don't know if at a smooth nine o'clock on a work night, closer to 10 o'clock, I'm going to drink this whole thing. But let's find out. Man. I love that by closer
0: to 10 o'clock, it's 955. It's, it's a lot closer to 10 than it is 9, my man. I've heard nothing but good things. There's a lot of hype around this beverage.
1: That bad boy is sweet.
0: It's very sweet.
1: No sugar, but there's one gram of sugar alcohol in here. This tastes just like I took a handful of Skittles and went. Burr.
0: Yeah. At least that Skittles film in your mouth. You know what I'm talking about when you eat Skittles and you have that like that film that coats the roof of your mouth. I have that. I do like this. This is really good.
1: I don't think it tastes very grape. I think it tastes more like candy, they like Skittles, like just a bag of this all not just grape Skittles, just you pour all the Skittles and and you go.
0: I definitely taste the candy. I definitely taste the Skittles. I'm getting a lot of the grape on my end anyway.
1: I'm gonna tell you right now, uh listeners, I'm gonna drink this whole thing at 9 57 at night.
0: I don't want to pop four melatonin before I have to go to bed.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> these, <laughs> so are, <I'm> <laughs> these are my favorite uh drinks to have before I go to the gym. They always get me ready to go. And hey, it pairs well with this Star Crunch.
0: It's legit. This is a somewhat local thing to us, isn't
1: it? A Louisville-based business. The creators, okay. I told they have a house in New Albany. Someone can fact check me on that. Email me, Nerdy Reese Podcast. You're wrong. Let me know. <laughs> uh, but I do know the Alani main headquarters is in Louisville, Kentucky.
0: There you go. I mean, that's a recommend for me. and It sounds like it's a recommend from you. Easy. Uh, we've had multiple people mention Alani Beverages to us. You guys, thanks for the recommendation, you are correct it is that good all right guys give us just a few minutes we'll be right back we're going to talk about a book that it's safe to say we both really enjoy give us just a moment you know one thing i am grateful for
1: what's up dude
0: is that we're taking a break from the trivia because for this episode at least because i don't know if i've ever been roasted more there's been several people that have texted me, even Watson was texting us about the North Dakota answer. More people have slandered me over this office rise of Op- the Phoenix. <laughs> the rise of the Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I didn't get yeah. I was definitely getting I've definitely been getting beaten up on through message and all sorts of different things. So I'm grateful for the for the break. Are right, you ready?
1: I'm ready, dude. Right,
0: that's it. Andy Weir, well, he's the man. And if you want to know more about him, you can check out his website or, shameless plug, is incoming. You can go check out one of my favorite episodes that we have done on this show, Episode 9, we reviewed Project Hell Mary. Andy Weir is the first repeat author that we have done so far today. We are reviewing... His book, The Martian. Robert,
1: what's it about? The Martian is about a crew of six astronauts on a manned mission to Mars. The mission referred to as Ares 3 is based on an actual NASA plan for exploration of the planet, which I thought was a cool factoid. A storm hits and our protagonist, Mark Watney, is struck by a cable, which leads his crewmates to believe him dead. So they leave the planet, but good old Mark wakes up alone and stranded on Mars, and from there the book is about him trying to contact NASA and survive long enough for the Ares 4 mission to come and get him. It is at its core it's a basic story of man versus nature, only this time nature is Mars.
0: The themes of this one? It's science fiction, space, adventure, like you said. It's a survival mission, and it had a lot of that humor that I love from Project Hail Mary that Andy Weir is so
1: well-known for. Absolutely, and I actually love the writing style in this book. It's told from Mark Watney's perspective primarily, which makes sense. He's the only human on Mars, but he writes it in uh, journals and hopes that someday NASA or someone recovers them and they can learn something from his time there. He he uses his degree in botany to grow potatoes and keeps all these notes about that. And like you said, there's a lot of humor in there. Uh, The other flip is this book is also told in third person from various NASA members and his crewmates. But the book primarily sticks with Watney. But, dude, the chapters that come up with the NASA members are uh, awesome as well. I had a great time reading this book.
0: When we did the Project Hail Mary episode a, a month or a few months back or however long that was, we had a lot of people reach out to us about purchasing that book, reading that book, or they were going to read the book. And here's the thing. If you read Project Hail Mary, if you pick up The Martian, I feel like it's like putting on a very comfortable pair of shoes. Like, I feel like it felt, to me anyway, the minute I started from the very first log, I was like, oh, I know where I am. (laughs) You know, it just, it it felt great. I was like, man, I'm back. We're back. And I was super excited because Project Hail Mary again, it's one of my favorite books that we've read on the show.
1: Yeah, easily. And I love this book just as much. Um, Andy Weir has like a bunch of science jargon in this book that I'm not going to lie to you. It went completely over my head. But I was still able to follow along the flow of the story and enjoy the book. I was gripped. I actually read the final eight chapters in one setting. I finished chapter 18 or 19, and I was like, well, that's it. I guess I'm reading this book until I'm done because I need to know what happens. It had me that invested. I have an easy time recommending this book to anyone. Uh, you can't help but cheer for Watney in this book also. He's a mm-hmm. great main character. Really, really stellar book
0: you know what's something I thought that he did an awesome job in this book, but he did an awesome job in this at Project Hail Mary. You could feel the isolation. The whole time reading, I could put myself in those shoes, like how I would feel just because now I'm not as smart as either one of the characters from either one of these books. Like if I'm stuck on this thing, I'm dead. Okay. I'm 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 not growing potatoes. I can't do it, you know, but there's things that, that he does that you just kind of feel like you're there. And it was cool to when he's talking about getting the media that all the other uh, crewmates would have had on there. And he's watching like old sitcoms. And I can just picture, he's like, I deserve this full meal. I put a full day's work in. And he's watching like Three's Company I think was one of them. But just that kind of stuff, I don't know. I just feel what's happening here. He just does an awesome job with that, man. He did it two times. He hit me with that two times.
1: Yeah, dude. And some of the, one of my favorite parts about the isolation is this man hates disco and that's the only music he has <laughs> because that's what his commander brought on board. So when he finally gets to have a communications with this crew, one of the first things he he does, it's like disco, really? <laughs> Not even like, hey, thanks for leaving me on this planet. It's like, no, really, disco? That's what yeah. you brought? Yeah, good stuff, man. Five out of five book for me, easy.
0: Five out of five for me as well. You know, one of my favorite things that like you were mentioning, I love the logs. And I love how when you were in NASA, and they're like, man, I can't imagine what he's going through. I wonder what he's thinking right now. And it ends that and goes to another log that he just does a short log. He goes, how has Aquaman talked to whales? They're mammals. It makes no sense. (laughs) And I'm just like, I just started dying, man. Like, that's the humor part of this book. And there's so much of that. So many good little one-liners that lighten up the mood of it a little bit. Make him, he's a super optimistic character. And part of that is because he's so brilliant that he's able to do all the things. But five out of five, highly recommend The Martian.
1: So let me ask you a burning question then, Dave. Sure. Project Hail Mary versus The Martian. Who you got? trying to process it right now. A part of me wonders if my reaction is
0: because if I would have read The Martian first, I wonder if it would have been The Martian. Because still, for me, it would probably be Project Hail Mary. Mm -hmm. And one of the main reasons is because I just really, really... We talk about him all the time, but I really love Rocky. We've been talking about this for over a month. Like, Project Hail Mary has lived rent-free in our head since we did it. Absolutely. And I feel like when we did Project Hail Mary's rating, I think we gave it a 4.5. Let's give it that other 0.5. The whole time, like, we've been talking about that. We're like, we got to correct that at some point. This feels like the right time. Project Hail Hail Mary is also a five.
1: Yeah, easily a five. I uh, actually voiced to a friend of the show today, Mandy Cecil, that I liked Project Hail Mary better than The Martian. And she literally, like, stepped back and looked like I offended her. But like (laughs) you said, easily a case of I read Project Hail Mary first and I fell in love with Andy Weir because of that book. But like you, Project Hail Mary has Rocky. And we all know Rocky's the unofficial mascot of the Nerdy Reads podcast. Definitely
0: the unofficial mascot of Nerdy Reads podcast. So Project Hail Mary, still for me, still, Martian's a five out of five. I mean, both these books are amazing. So you can't go wrong either way. I would just look at the summary of both. If you're trying to debate which one you want to go with first, see which one appeals to you and and run after it give us just a minute because actually a big portion of today
1: is nerdy news we're excited because this is going to be an interesting one so give us just a moment starting this nerdy news off with the biggest space story in some times it has been 11 days since this has happened but there was a ufo whistleblower telling congress the u.s government is hiding evidence of non-human intelligence it's a massive, massive story. I urge you to go look it up, check it out. But here are five of the most memorable moments from the hearing, as reported by NBC News. The government is absolutely in possession of UAPs. UAPs are UFOs. Essentially, they change the classification from UFO to UAP. I think it's like unidentified, anomalous, some or other.
0: I'm going to Google fact check this for you while you're doing Fact question. check that for me.
1: Uh, so David Gresh, a former U.S. intelligence official, told the panel that he is absolutely certain that the federal government is in possession of UAPs. Citing interviews, he said he has conducted with 40 witnesses over a four-year period. The former U.S. intelligence official said he led Defense Department efforts to analyze reported UAP sightings and was informed of a multi-decade Pentagon program that endeavored to collect and reconstruct crash UAPs. So there's number one.
0: All right, so UAP is Unidentified Aerial Phenomena.
1: Thank you. Non-human biologics were found at a crash site. Grush, who underscored that he has not personally spotted a UAP, told the panel that he knows of multiple colleagues who were injured by UAPs. He also said he has interviewed individuals who have recovered non-human biologics from crash UAPs. Grush said he prefers to use the term non-human rather than alien or extraterrestrial. Number three, officials must establish a safe and transparent reporting process. I actually agree with this. I do believe our government should be more transparent to us. Sure. And that was a big thing here. Ryan Graves, a former Navy pilot, told the panel that the military pilots do not feel adequately briefed on UAPs, which he said leaves them unprepared to respond to UAP encounters. The former Navy pilot claimed that commercial airline pilots also spot UAPs, but there has to be a safe and transparent reporting process for pilots, both on the commercial and the military side, to be able to report this. And Representative... Virginia Fox echoed the calls for more transparency. She noted that Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of the Pentagon's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, has previously told Congress that there was no credible evidence of extraterrestrial life. Hmm. Number four, stigma associated with sightings silences possible witnesses. I can see there being a stigma. Like if you go to someone and be like, I saw an alien. They gonna look at you like you're crazy, dude.
0: I mean, it's true. Would you say that you've ever seen a UFO, UAP, anything?
1: No, not to my knowledge, no.
0: Yeah. There's only been one time and I don't even know what it was. I'm saying that I'm sketched out about sharing the story, but here we go. <laughs> okay. But I remember I was I was hanging out with my friend and we were driving. This is actually out in Harrison County in Corden, Indiana. And we were driving out in the middle of the country and we see this thing. And when I say see this thing, I wish it was like, I wish I had a story where it's like, oh, these circling lights. And it was beaming thing cows up. No, wasn't anything like that. It wasn't even close to us. So I remember us looking and we're like, dude, what is that? You know, because it was just sitting perfectly still. And it was off into the very, very far distance. And we're looking, we're like, I don't know. And it was up there for a very long time. We're going on this long stretch of road. And as we're driving and we just continually keep looking up, we're like, dude, what is this thing and as we're looking it just jets straight up in the air into nothingness and so what was that i have no clue could it have been something maybe sharing that story sometimes I'm a little hesitant so i understand the stigma who wants to come forward and say yeah i think i saw aliens because people look at you a little funny even if you're like i might have seen the spacecraft maybe i didn't i don't know you know i
1: mean it's just like uh the closest i've come to anything like that is probably a lot of people seeing the tic-tac video on the internet where the navy pilots see like the white tic tac and it just jets out of the screen and they can't mm-hmm. explain it that's about as close as i've come as something i've seen on the internet but graves told the panel that that stigma silences pilots so graves has actually launched the first of its kind group called the americans for safe aerospace you can actually go to this website sign up to join the fight for transparency and it's also a safe space for people who have witnessed ufo sightings to so, you know throw them in here on this site. It's pretty cool. That is awesome. And the last... Fifth thing here is UFO spotted accelerating the supersonic speeds, which it was just a David uh, Fravor, a former Navy commander, said he and three fellow military pilots spotted the white tic-tac shaped object that I just spoke about in 2004 hovering below their jets and just above the Pacific Ocean. You can actually go see footage of this. It's all over the Internet. Pretty crazy to look at. He told the committee that this technology he and his team encountered defies logical explanation. So... There you go. That was the big Congress UFO hearing, five big takeaways.
0: Well, the crazy thing to me about this is that Gresh or Grosh or however you say his name, I know there have been people that have tried very hard to discredit him as an intelligence official. But here you have two other guys. You have a, a commander, you have a pilot, and then you have this guy also. So you have three people have been looked at as, you know, leaders in their respected fields. And here you go. Like they're saying, here's this thing. This is... This is is real. This is life. We see these things. And so, I don't know, man. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, you can go look on the internet right now. As we were preparing for this episode, I started Googling this and you can find people in all sorts of camps. You can find official websites that are saying the government is on the verge of exploring what it looks like to reveal this to the public. You have other people who are like, yeah, all these guys are phony. You know, it just, dude. You know, it's just like every time something breaks with something like this, you have so much resistance.
1: Do I believe if the government was in possession of extraterrestrial life or some type of biological species that wasn't of this world, they would tell us? Absolutely, they would hide that, dude. That's what's up. I know I don't trust our government. Hey, what's up, government? Be transparent. <laughs> Be transparent. <laughs> and so if I would were, love to, know. I would love to, know too, dude. Please tell me on this day in space august 6 2012 curiosity rover lands on mars so the curiosity rover successfully touched down on the martian surface 11 years ago happy birthday curiosity Happy
0: birthday, curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we have one email that we can read today. Uh, very interesting email from our, our good friend, which I'll say he's our good friend, but this email didn't sound too friendly to me. <laughs> Only because I feel like this is a personal attack at both of us, and I'm okay with it. Dylan Pope, our good friend, Dylan Pope. Hey, nerdy friends. It's your old pal, Dylan, aka one half of the left lane annihilated. Later is known as Lane Dummy Thick. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Lane beverage <laughs> I have a beverage request that comes from a company called Lester's Fixins. It's a soda company that comes in a variety of different flavors such as pickle, bacon, buffalo wings, peanut butter and jelly and my personal favorite ranch dressing. One rule for this request, Justin must try the ranch dressing flavor. I will accept nothing less. Are you up for the challenge? Also for the viewers, and we'll go ahead and give this man a shout out. Check out at DeweyPlays, at Dewey underscore plays on Twitch to catch me gaming on occasion with the Nerdy Reads crew and friends. It's mostly playing Diablo 4 for you. Feel free to tune in. Alright, Dylan Pope. I think that we... <laughs> I think we've had a conversation or two about this email. Challenge accepted, but also, but also challenge extended. We here at the Nerd Degrees podcast will try Frank's Fixin's soda or whatever it was, ranch dressing flavor. If. You read one of these Andy Weir books. So you could choose between Project Hail Mary or The Martian. You read one of those books. We will drink the ranch dressing soda. That sounds absolutely disgusting.
1: I'm excited. I am uh, actually looked up Lester's Fixin's on Amazon here. And you can get a six pack for $25. Good Pump- night. It's uh, <laughs> Lester's Fixing. And it, at the bottom, it says, y'all get your fixin'. Pumpkin pie soda, peanut butter and jelly. Sweet corn, bacon, buffalo wing, and of course... Ranch dressing. I will be ordering this six pack. Eagerly awaiting for Dylan to finish his Andy Weir book.
0: Peanut butter and jelly sounds interesting. Like I wouldn't mind trying that. Now I'm not going to because twenty five dollars for a six pack's a bit steep. I'm gonna we'll buy the ranch dressing one to do the challenge. But
1: feel like if I'm paying twelve bucks for a single bottle, I may as well pay twenty five and get the yeah. uh, variety.
0: You know. Wait, can you get the variety? Can you buy twenty five and get like all of them?
1: Yeah, you buy pay twenty five and you get all six. Oh well,
0: then here we go. Do we maybe do it a Lester's fixing an episode <laughs> if I was throwing 25 bucks I'm trying well I don't know
1: well there's a $10 Forget. wild wing duo you can get the buffalo soda and the ranch dressing soda for 10 bucks in a, in a two pack
0: yeah I don't want to overly commit I feel like I'm about to
1: <laughs> I don't want to get
0: too crazy <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. (laughs) Thanks, Dylan. All right, everybody. (laughs) That's it for us. As you can tell, this was actually an episode full of things that we really enjoyed. (laughs) Alani's uh, Cosmic Stardust, highly recommend. We really love The Martian. Martian is a great book. This one got a perfect score. So what is this? Four books since we've started this podcast to get that big five. Oh, two of those are Andy Weir books. That guy is just, man, killing it at what he does. I feel smarter every single time I read one of his books. So, everybody, don't forget, go follow us on social media. Robert, where can they find us at?
1: You can find us over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Goodreads at the Nerdy Reads Podcast. Feel free to drop us that five-star review. If you like what we do, email us anything you want to say to us, even if it's to point out something we got wrong, we look forward to hearing from you.
0: One thing that we want to just encourage you to do, we are continuing to grow. We're pushing to grow. We want to continue to get into more and more people's radios, phones, air, Pods, whatever. And so share us with a friend. Go tell somebody about the Nerdy Reads podcast. Help us get the word out. We enjoy doing this and we enjoy having more people. So we're starting to reach out. We're finding that we're getting into more states. So thank you so much for all of you for listening and checking us out, downloading these episodes. It really does mean a lot to us. So here at the Nerdy Reads podcast, we enjoy a good story and believe that your story matters. So be good to each other. Stay nerdy, my friends. And thank you for listening to the very very first bonus episode of Nari
1: Reads Podcast. You guys have a good one.